everybody, how are you? I'm okay, um, though I'm a little bit upset because I missed yesterday. So, um, so that's the first time that's happened. So, uh, what happened was I went to work, I came home, it was my turn to cook, so I cooked, um, then I put the boys to bed, um, and then Reuben had a really bad tummy ache, um, which is really unlike him, he's not really a very poorly boy, um, and he was a bit cryy and a bit upset so um, he came into my bed and I got him a hot water bottle and he slept with me for a bit and I gave him a cuddle you know because I'm an ex you know extra brilliant mum and then got him into bed and then um, Oscar came out and his wound from when he dived through the window um, was a bit seeping and the bandage had fallen down so I took that off and I rebandaged it um and you know um was just you know sorting that out and I thought well I'll do it after that and then my daughter came back from um going out um and then so I was talking to her um, and then I fell asleep and I'm gutted, absolutely gutted. So yeah, so for 83 days I have been, 82 days I have been, you know, one after the other. So I'm just gonna, before that I'd been to see Miss Burdette, it was her last day. Um, at work, she doesn't finish until the 30th of June. Um, so I'd gone, picked up her computer and her keys, you know, given her um, a present um, and a card, you know, from me, you know, um, and then um, I got together with Mr. Gaston, Mr. Cole in what was the garden. It's now, I think, at best what you could have called it, a space in the um, in the school. And we sat and we chatted for, I don't know, maybe about two hours, maybe an hour and a half, two hours, or whatever, how long. And it was just really nice um, just hanging out with friends, really. Um, and yeah, so time just slipped away. Um, one of the one of the best things is Miss Burdette. Um, in her card to me, she wrote my card in Shakespearean text, um, which is brilliant. Uh, oh, sorry, I can just hear my kids out there at the moment. Um, so, yeah, she wrote she wrote it in Shakespearean text. I was just seeing if there's anything any of it which I can read to you um, which I just loved uh, yeah I'm just gonna read this bit 
Thee hast supported me at an hour which I hast been an emotional ricket. I love it. Just love it. Just so thoughtful and lovely. Um, and I'm going to really miss her. Um, yeah, so she's off to um, Thames View Academy or school, um, which is gonna, which is ten minutes away from where she is because she, um, she, you know, lives quite away, um, and that's one of the reasons why she's moving. She's um, going to be, um, it's, you know, it's a promotion, so I'm really pleased for it. She's done really, really well. Um, but, you know, obviously a seriously sad day as far as the drama department's concerned. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so we had a lot, I had a lot going on last night, so, um, yeah, but I'm just going to draw a line under it. And the only person who made the rule that I was going to do it every day was me. And so I'm just going to forgive myself. I hope that you forgive me. And uh, yeah, <sighs> things happen, don't they, guys? Things happen. Things happen. So, okay. So what have I got for you today? Um, uh, I've got, so, um, so what I decided to do, um, because obviously we've missed um, two sonnets is just to catch up with the two sonnets obviously um, so we're going to do sonnet 83 and sonnet 84 so uh, sonnet 83 um, what was going on in Sonnet 82 was um, I grant that thou weren't married to my muse and therefore mayest without attempt overlook the dedicated words which writers use. So he was sort of um, 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 yeah no so he was Ask, Oscar. Shh. So, um, he was, um, you know, he was he was talking about the fact that he's got this um, this other. Um, he, he was saying, you know, I know you weren't married to my poetry, um, you know. Um, um, and uh, you know, go and have go ahead and and um, have other poets who um, who have like these different styles, um, but um, their 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 styles are completely overblown. Do you remember that bit? Yeah. Okay. So. So that was 80. Okay, so here's, that was 82, this is 83. 
I never saw that you did painting need and therefore to your fair no painting set. I found or thought I found you did exceed the barren tender of a poet's debt and therefore have I slept in your report that you yourself being extant well might show how far a modern quill doth come too short speaking of worth what worth in you doth grow this silence for my sin did you impute which shall be my most glory being dumb for i impair not beauty being mute when others would good life and bring a tomb there lives more life in one of your fair eyes than both your poets can in praise devise. Yep. So, <clears throat> what is going on? So, um, yeah, okay. Um, well, I never saw that you did painting need and therefore to your fair no painting set. I found or thought I found you did exceed the barren tender of a poet's debt. It never seemed to me that you needed to be praised, so I never described your beauty with profuse or elaborate rhetoric. Um, I could see, or I thought I could see, that you were better than any praise a poet could give you. Um, that, oh sorry, and therefore have I slept in your report, that you yourself being extant might well might show how far a modern quill doth come too short, speaking of worth, what worth in you doth grow. Therefore I haven't exerted myself to describe you, so that you yourself, since you're still alive, could show everyone how much more worthy you are than my commonplace writing style can describe. Yeah. This silence for my sin you did impute, which shall be my be most glory which shall be most my glory being dumb, for I impair not beauty being mute, when others would give, give life and bring a tune. You decided that this silence on my part was a fault, but I'm particularly that proud of my muteness. By remaining silence silent, at least I don't damage your beauty where other others whereas other writers try to bring you to life in their writing and kill you instead mm, so obviously he's uh, been a bit quiet you decided that this silence on my part was a fault this silence for my sin you did impute Ah, he's been a bit quiet for once, good old Shakers. Um, 
there lives more life in one of your fair eyes than both your poets can praise device device um you possess more life in one of your beautiful eyes than all of your poets could invent by praising you okay so basically shakespeare's arguing that the best way to pay homage to the face beauty is to describe him in plain terms as he is and that to overblownly praise him with a trowel is to cheapen him you know no yeah yes okay um yes and it's, it's I mean, so it's very much like the previous sonnet but i think obviously having apparently been told off by the fair youth for being quiet and, and take, taking himself out of the competition temporarily against the rival, Shakespeare's, you know, stating what he stated before, which it's better to write the truth. Um, yeah, you know, and, and recalling from the... Um, previous phrase, the gross painting from the previous sonnet, Shakespeare responds to what po- possibly was an argument um, and said, I never saw that you did painting need and therefore to your fair no painting set. Um, it never, you know, I never said that you needed to be um, painted. And that, you know, um, and that you needed it, so that sounded to me like an. It, that sounded like a uh, an argument. It seemed to me that you never needed to be praised. Um, so I never described your beauty with profuse or elaborate rhetoric. Gross painting. You remember, you know that gross painting. Remember, he was talking about the gross painting, also to do with artificially painting on of. Um, features, you know, that gross art of artificiality. I wonder if that's to do with it as well. Um, You did exceed the parent's debt. Yes. He's having a bit of a, a thing when others would give life and bring a tomb. So he's having a bit. He's, you know, a bit proud of his verse. Shakespeare laughs at his strained and rhetorical verse, who, who ironically minimises the use beauty when he attempts to describe it. Yeah. I impair not beauty being mute when others would give life and bring a tomb. Yes. So he's saying that, you know, that others, when, you know, when I say, um, when I, I'm not, I'm not going to, 
overblownly um, talk about. Um, I'm only going to talk about the truth, the plain and simple truth, whereas others um, are going to give life to this strained poetry and bring a tomb to this artificiality. Mm. But he does say, you know, he is kind of resigned to the fact that there, that then both your poets can uh, in praise device. So he does sound like he's kind of really understanding now that there are both going to be two poets in the life of his fair youth. Oh dear. So. So he, he took himself off in a huff and um, and then the fair youth saw that the fair youth was, that Shakespeare had gone off and wasn't giving him the attention and they had a bit of a um, argument. And then, and then he said, no, 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 don't, you know, Fergus said, no, 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 don't give up, don't give up, don't stop giving me attention. And Shakespeare hasn't. Shakespeare has decided, well, obviously that rang true. Some of that rang true. Some of what I said has obviously hit some sort of nail. And so I'm going to you know, carry on with that kind of phrase, phraseology. I've obviously... You know, I've obviously um, got through to him there. So where did we get? Where do we get to on Sonnet 84? Because that's a continuation. Oh, I wonder where he's going to go. Okay. Who is it that says most, which can say more than this rich praise that you alone are you? in whose confine immured is the stall, which should example where your equal grew. Lean penury with that pen doth dwell, that to his subjects lend, lends not some small glory. But he that writes of you, if he can tell that you are you, so dignifies his story. Let him but copy what in you is writ, not making worse what nature made so clear, but such a counterpart shall fame his wit, making his style admired everywhere. You to your beauteous blessings add a curse, being fond on praise, which makes your praises worse. Mm. Okay, who is it that says most, which can say more than this rich praise that you alone are you? Which writer says the most about you? Which of them can say anything more to praise you 
than that. Only you are you. And that all beauty is stored in you. So that there is nothing to compare you to but yourself. Um, yeah, so in whose confine in your head is the store, which should example where your example group. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, lean penury with, within that pen doth dwell, that to his subject lends not some small glory. Only a very poor writer is unable to improve the subject he is writing about, at least a little. But whoever writes about you will have given his dig uh, writing dignity simply by reporting that you are you. Yeah, but he that writes of you, if he can tell that you are you, so dignifies his story. Let him but copy that uh, what you, what you, sorry, let him but copy what in you is writ, not making worse what nature made so clear, and such a counterpart shall fame his writ, making his style admired everywhere. If that writer simply describes you accurately, managing not to mess up what nature made so perfectly, he'll have created such an image that his writing skills will become famous, his style admired everywhere. Um, you to your beauteous blessings add a curse, being fond on praise, which makes your praises worse. For all of the beauty you're blessed with, you curse yourself by loving to hear your pra yourself praised so much, because then people write worse praise to flatter you. Mmm. So... Um, so this is Shakespeare, once again, he's like, he's talking, um, it's, it's like Shakespeare offering advice on how to write poetry 101. He's doing that whilst also criticising the rival poet. Um, so, which you know who is it that says most which can say more than this which prays that you alone are you um so he's doing that to any writer who wishes to reach true poetry Cop copying and interpreting nature unnecessary for art but lavishly um overblowing nature creates creates false art not real art um you know not true art therefore um when you have a, an over distortion of the youth's beauty not a not a, a real account of it um it's it's not a real depiction of his beauty um, what you need is the simple truth of his beauty. Only 
genuine feeling therefore can produce useful, effective, beautiful art. Shakespeare is interested in pursuing the reality of truth and beauty and that is what continues to motivate his poetic interests. Um, yeah. Um, and, and it's, he's obviously feeling a bit more miffed now because he's saying, he says here right at the end, so he's having a bit of this pop at, um, you know, the rivals. He's saying, this is how, you know, this is, if, this is what I've learned for all my time writing amazing poetry, true poetry. Um, there's, you know, you have to write about the truth, you have to write, write about what you know, and you're, how you feel, la, la, la. You can't write, you know, you, you, you have to write the truth. Um, and it, you, you can't be, um, you can't be overblown about it. You have to be honest about it, and you have to write about, you know, the warts and all of people. Um, and then, you know, but fortunately, the, the, the fair youth is beautiful. So you can write about him, but um, you don't need to write, you don't need to lie about him um, and say that he is um, anything more than he is. Um, but Shakespeare also, right at the end, says you to your beauteous blessings add a curse. He says you're, 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 making, uh, you're making your life difficult. Um, because he says you have a, you know, he has a pop at him and he says you, you have an addiction uh, to praise. Um, and it's really bad taste, actually, guy, you know, my love. Um, uh, especially um, because, uh, because this relates to a bad poet... Um, this bad poet is perpetuating false art, um, which is really awful. There's nothing worse than false art, Shakespeare is saying. Um, you know, it's dreadful. What you want is honest art, What like what I does. Um, yeah. Um, and although the, the faith is beautiful, um, and lovely, um, he is not helping himself because he is sort of encouraging others who don't have the talent um, to write good poetry and don't understand that the way that you write good poetry is by report, you know, is by um, dealing in the truth. Um, and because the fair youth is addicted to being told just how lovely he is, because he can't distinguish between a good poet and a naff poet, you know, he's not helping himself and he's not helping art as a whole. So, yeah, that's what, yeah, so that's what he's going. So now he's feeling, he's been, he's been, been brought back into the game and maybe because of that he's feeling a little bit bolder 
because because he'd taken himself out and gone, okay, so you, you want this for, for this other rival poet. Right, off you go. Go on then. And he'd taken himself out. Um, and because maybe, because the fair youth had said, no, no, don't go. Maybe because of that, he's feeling a little bit bolder. I don't know. Um, what I do know is I wouldn't be bothering. Would you be bothering? I wouldn't be bothering. Certainly wouldn't be bothering. So, right, guys, tomorrow is Father's Day. So if you're listening to this and you haven't um, got your father um, some nice flowers or a card or a picture of yourself, draw a nice picture of yourself or something, or done something in, in macaroni, then maybe the time is to do that is now. Um, uh, yeah. Um, so, you know, try and get on that. Um, I'm really lucky. I have a really good dad, um, you know, and I, I appreciate that. I know that they're, I'm very, very lucky. Um, some people haven't got that. Some people do have very good father figures. They've got stepdads or they've got people who, um, you know, kind of step into that role. And start, some people don't have their dads around for whatever reason. And for them, you know, well, you can just have another, another day. Just have another day. Um, yeah, it's a bit difficult, isn't it? It is a bit tricky. Um, hopefully, we're going to be having a nice uh, kind of weekend. Should be about, I heard it was going to be like in the 30s next week. Oh, gosh, I hope so. I hope so. I'm going to be in that sea. I should be in that sea and having a swim. You watch me. In my wetsuit, of course. <clears throat> in my wetsuit with my snorkel having a swim um guys uh i'm ever so sorry for yesterday i feel like i've let you down i'm sorry um i'll try not to do it again um but we've got our two sonnets there now and what i am going to do to make it up for you is i've got a really covered i've got two fantastic pictures of me and the the gang from yesterday where we took our socially distancing selves um in a line and i shall put them up uh, for you to laugh at um uh, mr gasson decided it would be really fun to make it look as if we were um on an album cover cover so enjoy that um yeah so guys, um, stay in, for, except for when you're going out to get some sort of card or something for your dad. Um, and stay well and stay gorgeous. Take care, guys. Bye.